The Expats is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. With over 25 member podcasts, the network's list of shows includes a range of topics from technology to storytelling to sports. There's something for everyone on the Alberta Podcast Network, and that's thanks in part not only to the podcast creators themselves, but to network supporters like Edmonton Community Foundation, CKUA Radio, and ATB. I'll tell you a bit more about ATB later on in the show, but to find out more about the network, visit albertapodcastnetwork.com. Also, I wanted to let you know about a new project I'm working on. If you have any interest at all in Alberta and Canadian politics, you're going to love the Dave Berta podcast. It features co-host Dave Cornway, who is a well-known political blogger here in Alberta, and Ryan Hassman, a political watcher, former political operative, and two-time conservative candidate. Check out the show at daveberta.ca or wherever you download your podcasts. The Sultanate of Oman sits on the west coast of the Arabian Sea and borders Yemen, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. Like many of its fellow Middle Eastern countries, Oman is reliant on oil exports for most of its income, but tourism is one of the fastest growing industries in the Omani economy. If you do find yourself in the capital of Muscat, there's a lot to see. There are markets and mosques, a new opera house that was finished in 2011, and the National Museum that opened in 2013. But if you head just a bit south and east of Muscat, along the coast, you'll wind up in Sur, a small college town with a population of about 120,000. In spite of its coastal location, Sur gets extremely hot and sees a very little precipitation. On average, it rains only about 13 days out of the year there. Join me as we catch up with a Calgarian woman who misses the fall but is learning to love Middle Eastern heat on the expats. Welcome to the Expats. I'm your host, Adam Rosenhart, based out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Catherine Cicutini and her husband were at the receiving end of a downturn in the economy in Calgary. So they cast their employment search net wide and found themselves in Sur Oman. And thanks in part to their photogenic dog, which you'll hear about later on in the episode, they've been settling in quite nicely. The downturn happened. We were living in Calgary. Um, my husband worked for Shell there and, um, he actually flew in and flew out to the site in north of Fort McMurray. Um, and, uh, his project ended and there wasn't a lot happening. He applied for lots of other jobs within Shell, um, all over the world. And, um, this was the, one that seemed there it was this one and then there was another one where he would be working 30 days away and be home for 30 days and it was in Kazakhstan so we decided on this one oh, wow <laughs> so there just wasn't really a lot happening um in I guess oil and gas at the time project wise so we ended up here 
it, it doesn't sound like it was a difficult decision for you to make to, to try and find opportunities abroad. No. Um, so my husband and I both really love to travel. Um, we've done a lot of it and we, we don't have kids and we've chosen to not have kids um, and because we love to travel and see the world and and that and we don't really want kids either. So um so we uh we had had dreams of doing expat adventures. Um this happened a little sooner than we had planned and I had never even heard of Oman when he applied for the job there and then I got to googling and I thought, well, I guess so. We'll give it a try. <laughs> and I we've been here since um well, he was here a few months before me, but I, we've been here since the end of April together. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. obviously a big difference from probably the life you're used to in Calgary, I would expect. What are some of those differences? Um, I think that I think I was surprised because the population in the town that we're living in is is um, about 70,000, but it, it's got a very village feel to it. It's very um, small and it's a coastal village, a fishing village. Um, and, and it's very, uh, it's, it's not like a developed city like you would. I mean, there's goats running around everywhere and um, it, it's definitely not at all like a small Canadian city. It, it's um, it it's just a very different feel. Um, uh, I, I'm not entirely certain how to convey the differences in words, um, <laughs> but uh, it's um, just the services that you have in a seventy thousand population city in Canada are not the same as you would. Yeah, here, I guess. Yeah. So you, you yeah. mentioned goats running around. I mean, what kinds of <laughs> amenities are there? Like, is, is it modern or, or is it kind of, is it more sort of rural and quaint? I would say rural and quaint would be the defin- definition of sir, for sure. It's, um, there's a lot of natural beauty. Um, there's some neat, uh, places you can go. They're called wadis, um, and they fill up with, uh, fresh water when they have the rain in the mountains. We don't get any rain here in Sur, but it, the clouds will pass over us. And the mountain range is just behind where the, the city, uh, lies. And you'll get rain up in the mountains and these wadis fill up with water and you can go swimming, but it's kind of these weird hikes and, and um, um, some of the paths to get to it can be a tad treacherous for um, not some someone who's not so sure-footed. Um, but it's it's neat. It's it's um, you wouldn't see any sort of landscape like it in Canada. It's very different. It's um, almost like harsh. It's so different. It, it's really um, beautiful in its own way. So what you're describing is sort of a, a desert landscape, but you're a coastal town, right? Yes, yeah. It's it's. I have crazy curly hair, and it doesn't know what to make of this. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um it's it's strange having humidity and also desert. Um, it's it's a a strange combination, but it's it's beautiful. It's 
I do miss um, rain, though. I didn't think I would. I like a rainy day curled up on the couch with a cup of tea. Like you don't really realize how much something or how nice something is until you just don't have it. No kidding. Like I'm, I'm looking at uh, a, a table of average temperatures for oh. the town you live in. <laughs> it looks like it gets impossibly hot there. It's brutal. And we, we got here right at the start of the really hot season. Um, I'm very fair skinned. I'm from a family of redheads and um, it's, it's very, very hot. The sun is very harsh. I have this like UV blocking umbrella um, so I'm the, the tall Canadian, sweaty Canadian lady with the umbrella and the dog walking. I'm, I look very strange. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it's looking like average temperatures can get up to almost 50 degrees Celsius. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It, it happened a few times. It doesn't get up to, it's kind of like, um, I'm from Fort McMurray and it gets to minus 50, um, but it's not all, all winter isn't minus 50, obviously. So it's the same as the summertime here. Plus 50 happens and it's awful. And both minus 50 and plus 50 are both awful. You just don't go outside. You don't go outside if you don't have to. And if you don't have AC or heating, you're, you're in trouble. So it's, it's, I've lived in both extremes and they're they're both pretty miserable in that temperature. How do the locals deal with the, that temperature? I mean, are, are, they're obviously a little bit more accustomed to it, but when it's 50 degrees outside, do they do they hang out inside as well? Yeah, yeah, you don't see, they at nighttime it kind of comes alive. Um there's a lot of little coffee shops and things like that. People hang out in the evening. Um there's not um yeah, there's nothing really happening during the day. Even when it's not um, summertime, um, you still get um, this break in the midday. So you have uh, shops that are open um, from the morning time till, I guess, lunchtime. And then they close for those hot afternoon hours. And then they open again um, in the evening. Okay, so, so it sounds like nightlife is has probably a different meaning where you live, where it's not just like partying. It's, it's being able to go out and function as a human. Yes. And it's, it's a, it's a Muslim country. So there's definitely no partying nightlife, <laughs> but it's, um, it's, uh, it's, um, yes, it's, it's definitely more vibrant in the evening. There's more things happening. There's more, more to do and see. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, it, it took, it takes some adjusting and, and, um, the heat is, is overwhelming at times. And it was a big adjustment for our dog as well, obviously yeah. covered in fur. Um, but it's, it's, um, if you have a comfortable home to live in with air conditioning, you are, you're okay. We're going to take just a quick break so I can tell you a bit more about our sponsor for this episode, ATB. Artists, musicians, creators, and banks. One of these things is not like the other. For many artists and creators, accessing banking services can be frustrating, if not downright alienating. Your income isn't typical and banks 
often don't really know what to do with you when you're trying to access credit or even open a bank account. The good news is ATB listens. In 2018, ATB will be launching a new kind of financial service, the Branch for Arts and Culture. With products built for you and team members who are themselves artists who understand your plight, the Branch for Arts and Culture will change the way you work as an artist and creator in Alberta. Visit atb.com slash the branch to find out more. That's atb.com slash the branch. And now, on with the show. And I assume air conditioning is kind of, it's got to be pretty common. Do most of the residents around there have air conditioning in their homes? Yeah, I haven't been anywhere that doesn't. There's a couple shops I've been in that uh, don't appear to have it. I'm not really sure how they manage, but... um, I, I guess if you're used to it. What are what are the people like? I mean, you described yourself as this tall, uh, red-headed Canadian, uh, and it sounds like you might <laughs> uh, stand out a little bit. Have the people been welcoming of you and your husband? So when my husband came here and he um, uh, went through customs and immigration and everything, they were very friendly. They were they said, welcome to our country, and, and we're very welcoming. And when I came through... Um, I think there's definitely when you're a woman, it's a, and it's a little different. Um, I didn't have a warm welcome. It was just, uh, fill up my paperwork and carry on. Um, but overall, I think, um, actually our, our dog is become kind of famous, I think on Instagram around here. <laughs> um, he, he, we're, there's not a lot of, uh, domesticated dogs in the, the town, especially. So I'll be driving around and his head is out the window and people will be taking pictures of him. And, and, and a lot of people are more scared of dogs cause they, they, they are wild here. Um, and they're not common, but a lot of, um, people will come up and want to get selfies with him and, and try and pet him if they're brave enough. And he's very, (laughs) so it's, it's actually, um, it's, I feel like I've met more people because of him. (laughs) Um, and, and, um, Obviously, you get some people who are more standoffish in that, but we've been welcomed. The people are, are quite friendly. Um, obviously, we look different, so we get stared at a lot. Uh, <laughs> me more so. I'm actually from a family of redheads, but I'm the only non-redhead, but I am the palest of the bunch. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, it's a very – you just look different. It's um, – and so obviously we stand out and um i think if you just accept that the stairs are not um in a mean spirited way or anything it's just curiosity then then you tend to just kind of let it go yeah for sure i i'm yeah. i'm sure have you guys had the chance to travel around oman go to the capital or anything like that yeah, we actually go to the capital to Muscat quite often. We went through the souk, um, which was really cool. Um, we have a friend actually coming from Canada to visit us and sh- we're meeting her in Dubai and then coming back here and we're going to take her to the Grand Mosque. We haven't been there yet, so we're going to do that it- together. And, um, Muscat is really, really beautiful city. Um, it, it's really lovely. It's, um, 
I don't know. It's got it definitely a different vibe. There's lots more to do in Muscat than there is to sir in, in sir. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Have yeah. you since you've been there? I mean, I know you haven't been there for a super long time yet, but. Are there things about Calgary or about Canada that you find yourself missing, other than, of course, your friends and family? Yeah, like I said, the rain and when the pumpkin spice latte started posting on Instagram, <laughs> I was so jealous about like crunchy fall leaves and like autumn and the changing of the season. I, I thought I, I actually really miss like big cozy sweaters and like that feeling of like. Well, fall, like I realized like I'm not really going to have changing seasons anymore. And, and, um, I, I miss that. And I miss, I, I miss bacon. I really miss bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're never going to find that in a Muslim country. Actually, you can. There's these oh. little secret, um, sections of the grocery, some of the grocery stores. And it says no Muslims allowed. <laughs> and you, um, go through and they have like non halal, um, products and pork products. But you'll pay like, I don't know, $21 Canadian for a pack of bacon. Whoa. Yeah, it it doesn't really seem worth it. We did get an emergency pack in case we just have like, I don't know, a bacon emergency. I'm not sure why we thought it was an emergency thing, but I don't know why anyone would think bacon's an emergency, but maybe we just... You, you were just maybe <laughs> missing home a little bit. I don't know. I, I feel like emergency bacon makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just you know heat it up real quick in case of emergency that's great um now yeah. of course it is it you know you talked about halal foods and those kinds of things how are you finding the food there have you are you guys cooking for yourself and if so are you trying to make dishes that are sort of from the region um i actually struggled a little bit with the food when i got here it's a a lot of goat and mutton and I, it's very strong flavored meat. And I, I'm not even all that fond of lamb. So, uh, that was an adjustment. The, the food is quite spicy. Um, it, and so I, I, my husband did okay with most of the food when he got here, but I definitely had some struggled be, uh, struggles with it. Um, being a non lamb loving, non spicy person. Um, but there has been, there's been some dishes. I've been more ex experimenting more with, with dishes and I tend to stick to a lot of the vegetarian dishes. And I have a friend who's going to show me how to cook some of the, um, the, there's a lot of Indian influence in the, in the cooking here and that. So, um, she's going to teach me how to cook some more traditional Indian food, um, because I, don't really know what I'm doing in that regard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um a lot of lentils and things like that. Yeah. Um yeah. Is uh is chicken available there? And if so, is it must be pretty expensive. Oh no, chicken chicken's available here. There's actually a lot of families that you'll hear like uh roosters and and they'll have just like chickens in their yard. Okay. Uh yeah. So um there's a lot of chicken here. Um, I got really bad bout of food poisoning oh, no. not long after I got here. So I tend to just eat chicken at home rather than in restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> just to be safe. Just for, 
Yes, yes. So the just yes for safety's sake. What's the um, what's the exchange rate like there? Like, is the Canadian dollar worth a lot more in Oman? No, no. Actually, the Canadian dollar, I believe, um, I believe the exchange rate with the U.S. dollar is two point six. So for every one U.S. dollar, no, sorry, um, one. Uh, one Omani Rial is worth 2.6 uh, US dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So you actually come out ahead on that regard. <laughs> if you're being paid in Rials, that, that definitely is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. And for yourself, I mean, it sounds like you're a trailing, what they call a trailing spouse. Are you looking to work or volunteer in Oman while you're there? I was actually looking at volunteer opportunities. Um, there was this one organization called Omani Paws that does a uh, dog rescue, but then kind of realized I would end up with a horde of dogs likely. <laughs> um, so I've, I've actually been um, uh, looking at other volunteer opportunities that are not dog related because I will just want all of them. Um, here in Sur, there's not as many, um, like committees and things like that you can join. Um, but there is a, a large group of, um, expat women that get together and do things and do events. And, um, I've been getting, even though I don't have children, I've been getting more involved in like helping out with some of the school activities and things like that. Um, just kind of getting myself involved in the community and doing stuff. And what's the plan for you and your husband? Are you guys going to stay there for a year or two, or do you do you even know at this point? Um, right now, the contract is for three years, um, and as of right now, um, if I I would I don't know if I would want to stay here longer than that. Um, I really want to go and do um, expat adventures in lots of other places too. I want to experience some. Um, more than just one, if we can. So on that note, if, you know, you were talking to other Canadians who are thinking of embarking on an expat experience, like the one that you're on, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, just lower your expectations dramatically. Really? Just, just don't, yeah, you just need to, to, to just, I think the, the more expectations you put on anything in any situation, um, you end up, I don't know if it's disappointment, but you just need to kind of remove that because when you, it's so easy to go on Google and look at pictures of where you're going and, and you see this like Instagram view of everything. You're not actually getting that. You're getting like a real place with real things and it's the real world not instagram so I, I tend i did so much googling before i came and then i saw um the real version and i was i i i had disappointed myself a little bit but now that all of those kind of are removed i'm enjoying it again and i see everything in a nice way but i, I definitely um i think i over researched or something and i kind of had higher expectations of what um, we were going, where we were going to be going. Essentially, we're in a village, and I thought we were going to be in a city. So obviously, that was a bit um, of a 
of a difference, uh, difference of expectation, right? For sure. And you know, whenever you're feeling really badly about things, you can always just crack open that emergency bacon. Exactly. That's why it's there. (laughs) (laughs) That concludes this episode of the expats. If there are any expats you think I should be speaking with, have them email me at info at expatspodcast.ca or send me an email yourself. And let's keep building this global network of Canadians living abroad. I've been your host, Adam Rosenhart. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to The Expats wherever you download your podcasts, and please leave us a review. That would help us out a lot. You can also follow and like us on both Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Expats Podcast. The Expats is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you're looking for a playlist where you can sample other great Alberta Podcast Network shows, visit gradio.ca. And if you happen to be a fan of terrific listener-supported community radio in Alberta, like me, you should download the CKUA app, where you'll be able to access all Alberta Podcast Network shows directly. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch up again in 2018. Merry Christmas, everybody, and have a happy new year.